So I see that you wore a bathrobe to the recording. <laughs> you uh, expecting uh, a lay friend later? Dude, you're lucky I don't fucking record the podcast from the bathtub or something. I mean, I know we're doing this on a different day than we normally do, but... Um, I mean, I feel like I, I kind of feel a little special, like you're trying to seduce me with your eyes here. <laughs> it's not a it's not, it's not a smoking jacket or anything. I, I'm just in my, I you know, and, and so I'll tell you what too. I couldn't wait to get this thing on today. Um, I've, I've actually uh, started, you know, tr- at least trying to, um, you know, get dressed during the day. Um, as, as part of a normal routine. Right. Yeah. And so, um, but I have found in my apartment that it's, it's split into two zones. Basically the back half is always warm and the front half is fucking freezing. Yeah. We have Um, the same problem in our house. And so it's, uh, and, uh, you know, I, my, I, we hit the time of year that I love in Phoenix because um, my electric bill for this month was less than 60 bucks. Um, and so I'm not turning on the heater ever. Um, I mean, it gets bad enough during the months that we have to, to, to uh, uh, you know, use all that air conditioning and shit. Um, so I'm just like freezing during the whole day. Uh, and, and, uh, this bathrobe is like the warmest thing I own. So <laughs> I was like, as, as soon as I, I, you know, I went out uh, and grabbed some beer and some pizza for after work to sit down and watch the Mandalorian. And, uh, and then uh, as soon as I got back from that, it was sweatpants and bathrobe time. So, you know, don't think that you're special in any way. Oh, this, I don't. This, I'm this just, is for me. I'm looking. This is for me. I'm looking for your pipe and your glass of scotch <laughs> <laughs> on the other side. And I don't know. I, I, you know, I just wish I was that brave, man. I, I, I even got, I got gussied up from my first Zoom meeting yesterday with the, with the Sirius XM folks. It was pretty cool. You know, I, I figure we've reached a level of comfortability that I can I can wear my uh, my my big plush bathrobe in front yeah. of you. Yeah, it's just when you sat down, I kind of got distracted by the tuft of chest hair. <laughs> <that's. laughs> it was. Uh, <laughs> I thought I had my robe fully clothed. Kind of, kind of got lost there in in your uh, in your man cleavage. <laughs> I, first of all, there's not much cleavage there. Second, uh, you know, I I I, I do have a, a I, I think a, a a not overwhelming amount of chest hair, but I you know, it's a good thing the lights are down low because um, my skin is so white that it acts as a mirror. Uh, yeah. You're lucky you weren't blinded. <laughs> nice. I should turn the lights up and then sing "Blinded by the Light." <laughs> Springsteen version. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah of course um well we should introduce the show what do you think sure this is what the fork uh i'm jared i'm jason and uh you can find what the fork at what the fork pod at gmail.com if you want to email us about anything uh what the fork pod on instagram and twitter and uh 
please rate and review wherever you listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's available. It's it's available in even more places now because I, I I emailed the anchor people and they put it out to the rest of the places that they had not yet. So it's very very widely available. So like what other places? Uh, like Radio Public. Like what, and, what other apps uh, are out other, there? Like. Well, I mean, the thing is, they could find it anywhere because uh, you know of the way that it's distributed. And the major things, major players, mm-hmm. really at this point are, are uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and uh, like Google Podcasts, which it was already available mm-hmm. in all those places out anyway. But there are other kind of popularish podcast aggregators and things, and and it's available there now. Okay, I was um, only aware of. Yeah, I didn't realize there was like more than ten, but man, that's dude. I, podcast apps at this point are like uh, something that there's a lot of. Diamond does. <laughs> my, my my metaphor there really uh, fizzled way the hell out. Okay, but yeah. Well, oh. um, if you want to, uh, <laughs> you want to find this uh, bathrobe clad. Uh, <laughs> Gentlemen. That is not an invitation to slide into my DMs. Yeah, if you want to slide into uh, this bathroom, uh, slide into the DMs of this bathroom-clad gentleman, uh, I highly recommend you hit him up on the Twitters at LTD underscore engagement. And if you want to take a look at the man himself, drop the underscore like it's hot on the Instas. It's mostly pictures of my cat. Uh, but if you would like to find this... Uh, Serious XM radio guest, uh, Electra Records AV Club writing motherfucker. Uh, you can find him <laughs> at Jason <laughs> Jason E Kyle K E I L on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, and that was our kind words. I <laughs> I just don't even. Yeah, I'm still. I end I end my kindest, most flattering sentences with motherfucker every time. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. It's you're welcome. It, it keeps me grounded, and your motherfuckers keep me grounded. <laughs> <laughs> yes, son of a bitch. <laughs> I can. Um, but uh, yeah, to to your point, uh, to your description. Yes, I was. Um, I don't know who, if anyone listened other than my father. Um, but um, I was. I guess on Alan Light and um, uh, he was editor of Spin uh, and Vibe at one point. And um, the other gentleman whose name escapes me, but he was a VJ at MTV. um, Yeah, I was on there. The originals? Yeah, um, I believe so. Um, So bear with me for just a moment. Uh, Mark Goodman uh, and Alan Light. Mm. Yeah, I was, I guess, on their show, uh, Debatable, on Sirius XM. Um, my dad sent me a picture where my name was actually, like, on the radio description, which, like... Wow. Yeah, which is, like, bizarre time. and weird, and they pronounced my name right, and... Uh, I would have listened, but I don't have Sirius XM. Yeah, I... And I I, I used my free preview over the, um, over the pandemic, and... Yeah, I don't. I don't have it. Uh, I used to have XM like way back in the day, 
like in the early aughts. Um, but I mean, it got really expensive. So back I, I, before it was Sirius XM, when Sirius and XM were two completely separate companies. Yeah, um, yeah, I had like back in the day, and uh, I, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoy it too be, uh, because they have a station that plays nothing but new wave. Uh, so I can yeah. get my Joy Division, XTC, and Smith's fix. Um, but uh, yeah, it was really cool. I got uh, did over the Zoom. Um, I don't remember much about it because I was really ner- I wasn't. I didn't lose any sleep over it, but I did get pretty nervous into the lead up and I slowly I don't rec- know why at this point you've done thousands of hours of podcasting yeah but these guys are professionals <laughs> Jared <laughs> hey what the what the fuck I mean <laughs> no it's worth the fork don't, Jared don't talk down a, no no what that, that no don't talk down about our 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 cred we have again at this point thousands of hours under our belt I know. I saw the. Uh, I have even more thousands of hours because of limited engagement. So I know you're like the, you're the um, Malcolm Gladwell of Phoenix podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'd go that far. I've I've, I've probably hit my hours though. Let's just I mean, that. you keep going this long without a haircut, you will definitely be the Malcolm Gladwell of Phoenix podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, with the surge, the like the like new surge, scary surge of COVID, I'm not, um, I'm not going to get my hair cut and risking, uh, risking getting it. Yeah, I um, not happening. And and I feel like I got lucky, uh, not ruining my hair too much, cutting it myself the the last time. I'm not going to chance that again. Yeah. Well, um. Well, to wrap up my interview experience, like they were really cool to talk to, and I what I do recall is I did make a joke uh, about Bon Jovi, which is pretty on brand for me. So I mean, I got that, and I was definitely myself. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't spare New Jersey uh, the wrath of my Bon Jovi hatred. Um, but uh, yeah, it was. Um, I mean, the most important Are thing they is your Florida. Uh, what's that? Is New Jersey your Florida? No, Florida's Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, No, but um, yeah, it was really cool to be on it. And if you listened and you liked what I had to say, uh, great. Uh, Thank you for listening. And if you didn't, um, I mean, the article's still there. I highly recommend you read it. Um, And Thanks to my dad, who I definitely know listened. <laughs> uh, and he's probably listening right now. So thanks, Dad. Uh, but, uh, thanks, Jason's dad. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Chris. Shout out to Chris. Yeah. Uh, he was... Um, oh, yeah, he was pretty excited, too, because um, uh, he got a shout out because we uh, talked about Carly Simon uh, ever so briefly. <laughs> On the interview, <laughs> so <laughs> and he was he was pretty excited about that. Um, anyway, um, enough about me. Um, enough about me. What do you think of me? <laughs> um, but uh, 
yeah, um, where we go from here, Jared? Where do we go now but nowhere? <laughs> Going nowhere. <laughs> uh, we're on the road to nowhere. Yep. We well, we know where we're going, but we don't know where we've been. <laughs> Indeed. Um, uh, but, yeah, I don't know. We're, we have a show to talk about. Yeah. Um, are we going to talk? Well, which show? Are we going to talk about Good Place or Mandalorian? Oh, fuck. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about Mandalorian. <laughs> the whole reason I was in my bathrobe. No, uh, I would have been in my bathroom regardless. Uh, Mandalorian was just the the uh, shiny cherry on top. But I, I don't know what you think. You know, this is spoiler free conversation. We'll try, and I don't. I, I, I'm going to try. I, yeah, fair enough. And, and, and I think we can talk about it in general terms. Well, we we should be fair that there is a connection to this week's episode and the Mandalorian, and the fact. That this season of The Mandalorian and this episode both feature a very special guest star. They do, but it's not the same guest star. No, the first episode of The Mandalorian. Well, okay, yes. But you said this week's episode of The Mandalorian. This week's episode of The Good Place. Right, okay. And the season. Okay. This the See where I'm going with this? About, I, I, I'm picking up what you're laying down. Okay. Uh, this week's episode of The Good Place that we're discussing has the same guest star as the first episode of season two of The Mandalorian. Correct. Uh, and he's, he's great in both. Mm-hmm. I, well, so the, the thing is that I, I think that this season blows the first season out of the water because mm-hmm. they know what they want to do now like it's yeah i'm it's become like there's an actual arc like it's not building up like the first season it was all building up to um can we talk about the first season with all the spoilers I think we can. It's been out okay. long enough. It's been a year. Right? Once once you're in the second season, I think you can talk about the first season. Well, it's like the whole season was slowly building up to the confrontation with Moff Gideon, uh, played by right. Giancarlo Esposito, who's like... Who's fucking phenomenal. He's a badass. Yeah. Um, I mean... Uh, Gus. Gus. Um, Gus. <laughs> yes. Uh Gus Fring. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Gustavo. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I I think now that they've kind of established who they are and what in the first season, and it took a long way to get there. Um, I mean, we had to deal with Bill Burr um, doing, his, yeah. doing a Boston accent in the galaxy long ago and far, far away. <laughs> far, um, far away. Yeah. <laughs> really far really far um <laughs> though um however um props to bill burr uh he's actually really good in the king of Staten island um neither here nor there I haven't seen it it's it's good check it out um anyway neither here nor there um but this season it's just um i mean they do have like an actual like arc that they're trying to accomplish 
but they're also kind of doing the story of the week, um, mm. which I really dig. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a serial. It's mm. it's nice. It's mm. it's almost like it's almost like a it's almost like a western. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of what the appeal. It's like a space. <laughs> it's a space yeah. western, right? But the the thing with the first season, and I was I, I was one of the the kind of heavy critics of it. I, I did not love the first half of the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, rewatching it, knowing what it was moving into, because I, I, I rewatched. I think I mentioned I rewatched the entire first season ahead of the start of the second season. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, knowing how the first season was going to end, I enjoyed it more. Mm-hmm. But uh, and the fact that I could binge watch it all the way through. Yeah. The, the first time, like watching it as it aired, I was like, okay, I, I don't know what the fuck their their game is with this. I'm not loving it. And I have to wait a week between episodes. That that combination mm-hmm. of things made it not my favorite thing at the time. Yeah. Um, I, I I like it better, but I, yeah, I think that the, that, uh, that, that this season is just, it's, I, yeah, I don't know. I've heard some criticism to the, to the, uh, contrary, but they're wrong. Yeah. I, it seems more fast paced this time around. I've never watched Clone Wars though. Um, uh, I, people have been slowly guiding me to that and kind of gave me there. Um, you know, keeping me up, up to speed on, who these, because there's connections from the Clone Wars. I'm not really grooming anything at that um, about this, mm-hmm. um, but I do like the more, the faster pace and that this is actually definitely going somewhere further, and it's starting to connect with, um, starting to build the bridge between Episode Six, uh, Return of the Jedi, and Episode Seven. Uh, you know, yeah. Well, and. And this season of it is better than any, maybe with the exception of Rogue One, it's better than any of the Star Wars movies that have been released oh, in yeah. the last 10 years. Rogue One is, uh, of course, Rogue One is amazing. And it's amazing to, you know what the cool thing about Rogue One is? Is that they heavily rewrote it like in, in the middle of production. Right. I'm trying to remember who the screenwriter was who did it, um, because he wrote he wrote a Bourne movie. He he, I, uh, he was one of the guys who wrote a Bourne movie, and I'm on the spot, so I'm can't think of it. But it's he had absolutely no like he had nothing in the Star Wars universe to like mm-hmm. to go in, and he kind of just changed the script a little bit, and I think you can tell like what you can definitely tell like why, why that movie stands out. It's because it took an outsiders, an outsider came in and kind of changed it a little bit. Um, so yeah. Um, I, I like where this is going with the Mandalorian. I just, um, I can't, I mean, it's 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 uh, Favreau firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. He's at like Cowboys and Indians level here. But his co-creator, I think Dave Filoni, not Cowboys and Indians. Goddamn it, Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, I ruined my own fucking bit. Yeah, 
I mean, anyway, yeah, and I, I, I sadly didn't seize on it because you know my favorite thing is making fun of you for liking that. It's a great movie. movie. No, it's not. I love it. It's great. Um, yeah, it's a missed opportunity. It's better every time I watch it. When was the last time you watched that piece of shit? I watched that great film probably a, a, a while ago, probably about five years ago. Yeah. Um, but I can watch it anytime I want because I own it. <laughs> so you were because the, I own only great films. You, you were the one person who bought it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> Cowboys and Aliens. Okay, it's great. Okay, I'm not highly recommend. Okay. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, I mean, credit to Favreau aside, uh, Dave, I think his name's Dave Filoni, is the co-creator. He wrote the uh, the previous episode that everyone's talking about um, where a certain character <laughs> has a name. Um, Dude, everybody should be talking about tonight's episode. Okay, well, I haven't watched it yet, so we can't talk about it, because I'm no, I, I know, I know. I'm my tongue on it. I am but. here with you as you defend this guy awful movie that you love. <laughs> um, <laughs> when we should be talking about a damn TV show that we love. Um, anyway, but he's the. I think from what I've gathered, he had something to do with the Clone Wars, and he's kind of bridging the Clone Wars with the show. I think. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think. Some credit to like you gotta give him a lot of credit because he's the one who's like, you know, building, making season well, two yeah, really I mean, great. Well, I, I think to some extent, but it's still Favreau's baby. I mean, he's wrote, he's he's wrote, he's written the bulk of the episodes of this season. Yeah. So I think the one from last week is the first one of the season so far that Filoni has written. Otherwise, it's all Favreau. Right, and I don't know who wrote this episode because I haven't watched it yet, but. I'm, oh, it's Favreau. The one from this week is Favreau. Giant, giant F. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I I think that um, I I don't know. Uh, it's 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 definitely it's definitely one of the best iterations of Star Wars that I've seen. Can you since the original trilogy? Can you imagine? After Short Circuit came out, how much shit John Favreau got like growing up? Like, hey, it's Johnny Fav. <laughs> and so Johnny Five. Here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. Oh, guys. Uh, uh, no, uh, no, 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 no. It's a symbol, Johnny Fav. <laughs> oh, look, here comes Johnny. Need input. Need input. <laughs> hey bud why don't you go dance with ali sheedy Mm -hmm. uh Uh, i i would have danced with ali sheedy who who wouldn't she's a fine actress and a lovely woman um Mm -hmm. but anyway uh speaking of other shows it's one of uh, one of gutenberg's finest (laughs) 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 oh i should mention one more thing um, briefly, um, okay. I've started watching Cougar Town. Oh, me too. 
Yeah? Yeah. I, I, I watched like the first three episodes this week. Me too. Dude. Dude. <laughs> Dude, maybe we should host a podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not about that show. I'm just saying. I like we, it we so clearly... far. It's pretty funny. It, I, yeah. I don't. I'm waiting to see how it settles down. I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's an interesting perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, as you know, we talked about last time. I, I like Bill Lawrence. Yeah, um, and that's why I'm watching it uh, a little bit. I'm trying to brew something up here. Oh, okay. Trying to uh, with the Bill Lawrence thing, uh, but. Um, that's kind of why I'm watching it, but also, you know, just, I've heard so much about it and they're all on Amazon. So, um, mm-hmm. I like Courtney Cox. Uh, I like, uh, Phillips. Uh, I like, um, Krista Miller. Yeah. I, um, what's well, not to like here. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so far so good. So, yeah, it's pretty good. I, it's, it's a little more, um, so far, anyway, I don't like it as much as Scrubs, and I don't like it as much as Ted Lasso. No. <laughs> or the first four or five years of Spin City. Yeah. Um, it definitely um, definitely pales uh, in comparison to Ted Lasso at the moment. There's a interesting thing I retweeted this morning about how you love Ted Lasso in the first uh, five minutes. Um, yeah, I would say so. I mean... Like you know, the way and, they establish well, the character. Um, so, um, I was listening to last week's episode of Fake Doctors, Real Friends, mm-hmm. on which Bill Lawrence was a guest, mm-hmm. and they were talking about Ted Lasso, and he gave all credit to Jason Sudeikis. He said it's like his baby, it's it's his his arc, his character. So, I mean, apparently. The, the credit on that really goes to Sudeikis. But there, in this thread that like it was a reporter and it brought over a screenwriter friend and the way they establish who he is in the first five minutes of the pilot, it's a mm-hmm. lot of showing, not telling like why yeah. he's this like great guy. Um, whether it's him <laughs> dancing in the locker room, playing with, you know, interacting with the fan like you know immediately just by how he acts, what a great guy he is. And, well, yeah, because yeah. I mean, yeah, they could have written him as just a total fucking doofus, uh, mm-hmm. but he he's got layers, he's got nuance. It's a really, really well realized character, um, and his mm-hmm. his friend, his coach, you know, his co coach, whatever, assistant coach, whatever the sports term Beard. is. Uh, <laughs> Assistant coach. It's beard. I I got there eventually. I got to assistant coach. Uh, He's great. (laughs) I fucking love that guy. He hardly has anything to say, but he's, he's one of the best characters in the show. True. His, his chess club, uh, uh, romances. uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's great stuff. Love it. All right. You know what else is great? The good place. It yeah, they should have named it the Great Place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they should have. All right, so this episode, episode ten, 
of season four is called the group. Uh, it's called. I almost read the description for the name of it. You've changed, man. Uh, you've in changed, which man. the man you've changed. Jerry you've <laughs> changed, man. <laughs> anyway, the group scrambles to devise a new afterlife system that the good and bad places can agree on before it's too late. Chidi has a newfound confidence. This episode is written by Matt Murray, who is absolutely no relation to Bill Murray. I just thought I would throw that out there because I did look. <laughs> it's a missed opportunity, man. It, it was, but he's, he's not related. Anyhow, in we go. Oh. All Janet Voids are nothing, but neutral Janet Voids are like the most nothing. Judge... Please, please don't cancel Earth. Why not? The system's broken. You guys proved it. I just want to reboot the whole thing and go back to my chambers. I am on season three of Justified. And can I just tell you, it is so good. I like binged all of season two in a day. Think of all the amazing human achievement you'd be eliminating. Uh, the works of William Shakespeare, the pyramids, Timothy Oliphant. <gasps> oh, that one stings. There's like <laughs> 50 gallons of man in a 10-gallon hat. I'm like, oh, Look, I'm the freaking judge, and I made a freaking ruling, and it's gonna freaking happen as soon as I find the freaking clicker thing. All right, what do I search for? Humanity eraser button, garage door opener thingy, judge. <laughs> well, it wasn't in you. Any last words? These are my last words. End of words. Yes, really boring. Bye. All right, who's next? Your dad. All right, so I'm going to pause right here for a few, just to discuss a few things. Uh, one, uh, season three doesn't even compare to how good season two is of Justified. Uh, season two is amazing. I'll take your word for it. You better, I, sir. I still haven't watched it yet. Uh, that too is on, well, that's on Hulu, sir, which I also know that you have, so... You know, because I have way too many fucking streaming services. Hey, I'm just saying, maybe you can stop watching Cougar Town and for for a brief moment, and you know, yeah, okay. Anyway, um, I also um, really like the um, uh, three decade old computer because, like any government organization, uh, they're always due for an upgrade. They're- Yes. <laughs> um, did you ever have the uh, t- a- Apple IIe's uh, when you were in school? Yes. Yes, yeah. I did. So, playing the Oregon Trail? Yep. Back when the floppy disks were floppy. Yep. Um, that's what those computers remind me of. Mm-hmm. The old Apple IIe's. All right. Do you have anything to add? Not yet. Okay. Excellent. That's but that day. That is so interesting because last time I checked, I didn't have a dad. That's why I'm attracted to all the father figures on the TV shows I watch. <laughs> we can't play keep away forever. Keep trying. Get her to see the light. I already showed her the light. She wasn't impressed. To be fair, she was there when it was invented. Hey, bud. Hi. I know you're trying to think of ways to save every soul who's ever lived and whatnot, but um, we may only have a half hour left to exist. So I just wanted to check in with you vis-a-vis 
us. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I love you. Well, <laughs> really? Yeah. I love you. So, uh, do you love me? Yeah, I do. Well, then, cool. <laughs> you and I are on our way to Coolsville. You seem oddly sure, which is unlike you, but it's kind of doing it for me. Should we get out of here? No, but I like the confidence. Well, when you have a thousand different versions of yourself over multiple timelines fused and instantly placed into your consciousness, it gives you a real sense of clarity. You saw the timeline, huh? Yep. We're on our way to Coolsville. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Population <laughs> cheaty. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Back to But I mean that is that is a pretty astounding turnaround for me. It's very, very matter of fact. This is Chill Cheaty. Yeah, I like Chill Cheaty. Um uh Cool Arnway Coolsville, population Chi, but soon to expand with Elmer. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And I Everybody everybody get on the on the Cheaty train to Coolsville. <laughs> um I did enjoy the cool uh the callback to the time knife. Yes. Um, well, and of course, Chill Cheaty is uh, is all about. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas when he first saw the time knife, his response was, "I saw the time knife." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty crazy. Back when he wasn't chill. Yeah. Back when he was, I can't make a decision, Cheaty. Right. Yep. Saw the time knife. Uh, it was neat. <laughs> okay, let's save humanity, shall we? Can one of you Janets get me a chalkboard and a copy of Judith Schlar's Ordinary Vices? Oh, and, and maybe some warm pretzels? If we going out, I'm going out with a belly full of warm pretzels. Yummy, yum, yum. <laughs> Yummy! <laughs> All right. <laughs> belly full of warm pretzels. I mean, I'm going to ask... Um, cause you're the one who always does the homework on the philosophy. Did you look up? Uh, I did. Yeah. Joe Sklar's, uh, putting cruelty first. Yeah. Help me out here. Cause I, I, it just hits me now that I should have looked that up and I didn't. Okay. So putting cruelty first, it was a originally published in Daedalus journal mm-hmm. in 1982. Ah, my birth year, uh, published by MIT press. Uh, it's. I actually wanted to read the first paragraph of this because I think um, I didn't read the entire article, but I probably will because it's a really pretty interesting read and concept, I think. So putting cruelty first, which, which Chidi goes into a little bit, as, as we'll get to in a second here, but um, many years ago, a deeply religious Roman Catholic friend said to me with some irritation, why must you liberals bring everything down to cruelty? Uh, what could he have meant? He was and is the most gentle and kindly of men and a principal defender of political freedom and social reform. As a Christian, he obviously regarded cruelty as a dreadful vice. He was not defending cruelty or abandoning liberal politics. Rather, he was explicitly rejecting the mentality that does not merely abhor brutality but that regards cruelty as the summum malum, I apologize for all you Latin majors out there, uh, the most evil of all the evils. And he was reminding me that, although intuitively most of us might agree about right and wrong, we also, and of far more significance, 
differ enormously in the way we rank the virtues and vices. Those who put cruelty first, as he guessed, do not condemn it as a sin. They have all but forgotten the seven deadly sins, especially those that do not involve cruelty. Sins are transgressions of a divine rule and offenses against God. Uh, Pride as the rejection of God must always be the worst one, which gives rise to all the others. Cruelty as the willful inflicting of physical pain on a weaker being in order to cause anguish and fear, however, is a wrong done entirely to another creature. When it is marked as the supreme evil, it is judged in and of itself, and not because it signifies a rejection of God or any other higher uh, norm. It is a judgment made from within a world where, where cruelty occurs as part both of our normal private life and our daily public practice by putting it irrevocably first with nothing above it and with nothing to excuse or forgive acts of cruelty one closes off any appeal to any order other than that of actuality some heavy shit yeah that's some some bold things you know what would have made that if you were sitting by a fireplace with a pipe like John Houseman. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Cruelty is... I I forgot. (laughs) I will take your minds for a mush and I will build you into a lawyer. (laughs) That's uh, my dad watched the paper chase. Uh, when in the 80s, and that's why I know John Houseman from. And that's why he says in the titles. I, I knew him from that, um, but then I also mm. knew him from um, from those commercials where he said, you have to earn it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, uh, I, I started watching Mank this afternoon, uh, the Netflix movie about uh, Herman Mankiewicz. Mm. Um, and... It starts off with the actor uh, that I knew instantly was John Houseman by the way he imitated him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh shit, that guy's John Houseman. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like, and you will, you have ninety days to write this script, and you will do it sober. <laughs> like, oh, that's John Houseman. <laughs> Oh. He was uh, he was a contemporary of Olivier, and was somebody who didn't really gain like any sort of popularity until he was an old guy. <laughs> okay. That sounds about right. Um, that's my plan. That's your plan. It's <laughs> my plan. You're you're doing damn well at it, sir. You're, yeah. So thanks. Um. All right. Well, but uh, kidding aside. Uh, the um, yeah, it's a pretty powerful paragraph. Um, and I mean, the whole thing is interesting, you know, because I don't. I mean, I would be one of those people who put cruelty as the worst thing above all the, all others, possibly because uh, I I don't have I have very few religious bones in my body, right. <laughs> But it's um, what struck me about what you read was um, the the fear, um, the fear aspect of cruelty, 
I'm just thinking like uh, that's pretty much what every, um, I, for lack of a better term, the racket of most religions is is fear. Um, mm-hmm. That's how they get you to behave um, and give them money. Um, right. So um, I that that part really resonated with me, um, and especially since we're a show that's talking about the afterlife and, uh, you know, what people can do to get there. Um, I I just found that really, that part stuck out to me. Um, and then, I mean, according to this, you don't have to do anything to get to the afterlife. It's just whether or not you want to go to the good or the bad one. Right, right. Exactly. Um, but it's, the fear that like, if you don't do these things that you don't, that like hell is the, um, hell is the motivator to scare you into doing the good things when like you should just, I don't know. Well, but one of the things that we've learned from with this, sh- or that we've learned from this show is that it also has to do with the motivate, the motivation behind what you're doing. Right. If all you're doing is the good thing because or if you're doing the good thing out of fear, mm-hmm. it's it's just as bad as doing a bad thing, and it's cruel as what like right. what. If I'm going by just simply that paragraph, the motivation that you'll suffer eternal hellfire and your penis will get flattened, that's not proper so motivation. Yeah, <laughs> so much flattening and the and the <laughs> butthole spires. Um, <laughs> Yep, like that isn't mo- uh, isn't proper motivation to be a good person. It's just cruel and fear. You know, it's a cruel thing to do. I, you know, the act well, putting the instilling the fear that you will so get that, spires up your butthole. I mean that that raises an interesting theological question, though, right? Yeah. Does the motivation matter? I mean, mm-hmm. this. I think this show argues that it does, right? But here, you know, we know nothing other than this, and by this, I mean the life we lead currently on this plane mm-hmm. of existence, from birth to death, right? Um. If you being a good person or attempting to act, you know, do your best and and try to you know lead a, a a morally good life objectively speaking mm-hmm. does the motivation behind that matter so much mm-hmm. because i i think that the um certainly the last 4 years if they've taught us nothing else <laughs> it's that i wouldn't give two shits about what the motivation was as long as they were a better person. Right. You know, if they were visited by Jacob Marley in their sleep and it, you know, made them, you know, open the window on Christmas day and order Turkey for everybody. (laughs) It's a goose, sir. He ordered the best goose in all of London. Okay. Fine. Goose. Get your poultry, right? My man. (laughs) 
I'm just I'm just trying to get my poultry in motion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Um anyhow, you know what I'm saying though. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, from our perspective, I don't think that the motivation would matter so much. I would just be happy if they suddenly started doing the right thing. Mhm. Because who cares about the afterlife to be honest? We we don't know that anything exists. But can't we act like it does? Can't everyone just act like it does and not be scared? <laughs> like No. Yeah. I would argue that so. they cannot. Because okay. that then becomes... If people are acting out of faith that there is a good place and a bad place, then I would argue that that would fall into a, a less than altruistic motivation. That's true. Well, you do like I. I didn't realize you're kind of hinting at this, and um, I didn't really necessarily want to get to this. You know, maybe we can just briefly talk about, it, but like with religion and politics, even mixing. You know, like a lot of people are because they're so motivated by. They feel that they're motivated by the fear of their religion that they're acting in ways that aren't ethical. Uh, but these people are the Brents of the world. They're right. the ones that have turned their $90 million companies into $94 million companies. Mm-hmm. You and know, went to Princeton. They're the, <laughs> they're, they're the, they're the people that, that think they belong in the best place. Mm-hmm. So, and but they're acting in a way that gets you know gets them to the penis flattening place, so right. Oh. All right. It's just it's something to think about. I, yeah, you know, it's we I, could talk about again, this the whole time. We could. I mean, and it's the show for it. It's yeah. one of the reasons we do this show. But I I would I would say that not having any knowledge of what is beyond the life we know and the life we lead that I don't give a shit what somebody's motivation is as long as they are doing their best to do right by everybody. Right. All right, sir. One just thought of a good reason the judge shouldn't cancel earth because it would be a bummer. Yeah. We might need more than that. Are you at least going to write it down? No, no. Did you actually write it down, or did you just do a scribble-scrabble? Okay, we need to think bigger. We need to come up with an entirely new afterlife system that both the good and bad places agree on, which seems impossible. Nonsense. Compromise is always possible. I was once in Portofino with Bruno Mars, LeBron James, and Dr. Ruth Westheimer. We don't have time for this right now, babe. Fine. Long story short, LeBron performed a successful tracheotomy, the song won multiple Grammys, and everyone was really happy. Well, now I want to hear the story. No... You're right. Where does Dr. Ruth come in? <laughs> I also want to hear this story now. <laughs> yeah. I just want to know where Dr. Ruth is. Does she know what Dr. Ruth does? Because it's not tracheotomies. <laughs> no, but apparently LeBron James can do a tracheotomy in a pinch. Yeah. It's from 
all that research he did on the Amy Schumer movie where <laughs> I didn't see that. It's really good. <laughs> Train wreck. Um, but he played himself, but his Bill Hayer was a doctor. So I figured he was oh. researching. Yeah. Just did a lot of intense sure. research on anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I, I just want to know, like, I just really want to know, does Tahani know that Dr. Ruth isn't that type of doctor? I would assume that Tahani knows that, which is why I would be interested to know why, who, okay, LeBron James, who was the other person? Uh, Brio Mars. Okay. You know who Bruno I, I Mars know is, who right? Bruno Mars is, I know who Bruno Mars is. I, I okay. don't know that I've ever heard a Bruno Mars song. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> Uptown Funk. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've okay. That one. The, well, technically, it's a. That's Bruno Mars. Well, he's the singer. Technically, it's a Mick Ronson song. Um, okay. But yes, that's Bruno Mars. Okay. I don't know. I should probably start talking like this all the time. Be like, I don't know who Bruno Mars is, but I'm, apparently, I've heard of Bruno Mars <laughs> because I'm nine thousand years old. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, continue. You were you were trying to make a point. I wore before. an onion on my belt, which was the style at the time. <laughs> it was back in nineteen dickety two. We had to say dickety because the Kaiser stole the word forty. <laughs> Or something to that effect. Yeah. I, it it might have been 20, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway, my the bigger, the bigger concern is what situation are Bruno Mars and LeBron James in that Dr. Ruth is around? I can, and I can theorize, well, I can theorize why Bruno Mars and LeBron James are together. It's obvious that um, LeBron uh, wants to be like Shaq and make his own rap album. And he brought Bruno Mars to produce. Like Shaq Fu? <laughs> yeah, except it's going to be LeBron what? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to know, like, why Dr. Ruth is there. Like, is LeBron's marriage in trouble um, like what's going on here? Like, are they? See, I'm imagining there's a little something going on between LeBron and Bruno, and and Doctor Ruth is helping out. Oh, like, like they're having a relationship. Like, whatever. Like, I, I could be anything. Could be anything. I, I that's why I, I want judge. to. Know. I know I'm not. I just, <laughs> I just want to know. I just, what? I just want to know why she's there and. Who's teaching LeBron the tracheotomy? Because it's not Bruno Mars. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm I mean, pretty sure that pretty much all through 2015, uh, he was coked out um, on his Uptown Funk money. <laughs> hmm. So uh, I was. So I really... just, well, I mean, the point of this is that there are some stories that shouldn't be summed up so quickly. 
<laughs> no, it shouldn't. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's it's a it's a boy who cried wolf situation. You know, it's Tahani has had so many pointless stories that everybody wants her to rush through them that the one time you actually want to hear the situation, she she hurries past it. Well, she has to because they have a half an hour save the earth, dude. Think I, you're, I, I, I dig. Yeah. I dig. I'm just saying. I'm with Eleanor. It's like the one time you want Tahani to actually tell the whole story. Yeah, I do too. But I, it does get revisited later on, but still I... A little bit. It, it just doesn't an, answer. An, just another teaser. Enough it doesn't answer the question. Eleanor. Doesn't answer no, the it's question. enough to make Eleanor go, now I really want to hear the story. Yeah. So... But in an Eleanor voice and not my voice. Yeah. Right, let's focus. So, in this essay, Putting Cruelty First, Judith Schlar contends that we should consider cruelty as society's primary flaw. I'm sorry, are you wearing roller skates? Yeah, I got them from Disco Janet. Thanks, Disco Janet. (laughs) Salad. Anyway, here's her point. Imagine someone sells a joint and then gets locked away in a dangerous prison for years. The crime isn't cruel, but the punishment is that's a problem tell me about it i once went to jail for a week just because i stole a hot dog well a hot dog shaped car i stole the <laughs> wiener mobile this is the problem with the current system live anything left i mean can you blame him if you had the opportunity to to steal the only car that has a deserved first name yeah and it's oscar <laughs> And the second name? And it has a second name. Yeah. It's M-A-Y-E-R. Yeah. Or E-Y. I don't know. Is it M-A or M-E? M-A. Anyway, doesn't matter. You're a vegetarian. You're not expected to know. <laughs> I'm just saying, no, it's more that when I grew up, we ate Hebrew national hot dogs. We were not Oscar Mayer wiener people. Well, no, because you ate good hot dogs. Those are damn good hot dogs. They're fantastic. They're, but they're, also kosher yes but i think that's what gives them the flavor yes that the fact that they're blessed by a rabbi yeah i agree so i, I don't know what it is <laughs> it but some extra tasty <laughs> I, dude all i know is look for every week we have with the kids we have hot dogs and one week i got hebrew nationals i gotta tell you dude they're the best effing hot dogs i ever tasted so I don't know what they you're were not doing. Wrong. What's that? They're they're you're not wrong, and they're a supremely Jewish food. Yeah, they're amazing while you're having it, and you feel nothing but guilt afterwards. I didn't feel guilty. <laughs> I felt delayed. I felt blessed. <laughs> it's they're the chosen hot dogs. I'm pretty sure that that was. Uh, <laughs> I think that was an ad campaign. I swear there was an ad campaign at some point that they were the chosen hot dogs. Yeah, yeah, I I, I recall. Anyhow, um, but but I, the, 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 there's the the larger point here. This is you know this is Cheedy talking about you know how the the crime isn't cruel but the punishment is cruel. And the example um, he uses is obviously like another one of those moments where it's like kind of real uh or well, yeah it's because too real. it's it, kind of real too real i mean you know it's it's walking the line i suppose mm-hmm. 
but especially now that we're in a state that has legalized it for recreational use. Oh, yeah. Um, you know. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm just, this has been, you know, a thing for a long time, though. It's not anything new that the, the punishment for uh, marijuana possession or, or, or dealing marijuana far outstrips uh, the, the actual harm right. that's being done to anybody. And those who were, and well, well, the thing that is, was a Prop 208? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, I think so. Well, one of the probably, well, it's going to, for one, it's going to anyone who was charged uh, that will be expunged from their record. Which is one of the reasons I voted for it. Yeah. Because I, I absolutely agree that the punishment for it is is not commiserate with the crime. Mm-hmm. No. Um, commiserate, commensurate. Yeah. One of those two. The punishment didn't fit the crime. I, I'm saying. Yeah. This is This is what I'm saying. Um, but um, Less than the- we also need to talk about he's not very good on those roller skates. No, he's barely hanging on. Yeah, he's... <laughs> I, I don't know what the point was other than it's a it's a damn fine joke. Have you ever roller skated? Oh yeah. I mean in the you know, loosest sense of the term, yes, I I skated with shoes with wheels on. Um but <laughs> What do you mean with shoes with wheels on? Like I I sketchers? No, I, I I have roller skated, I've been in a roller rink, I've gone kind of around um you know the 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 rink. Um, I've never I, I've I've rollerbladed. Okay. Um, you, so you've never gone on you never gone eight wheel or you've never actually roller skated. I've not roller skated. I've rollerbladed. Okay. Um, there's a difference, I, I, man. No, there, there's a huge difference. Yeah. Um. I and I was not a good rollerblader either. Um. I don't. That doesn't I, surprise me. It was the early aughts. I was already past the rollerblading prime of the nineties um, because I'm late to adopt anything. Mm-hmm. But it was um, I. I don't even know what I was thinking. I think I've been having a midlife crisis since since I was in my twenties. To be perfectly honest, I believe they call um, that a core life crisis. But go ahead, John Mayer. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I, I, I was, I, I ended up on my ass more than a few times. <laughs> well, when we, if we ever wrap this up, uh, this, this podcast up, if it ever ends and society returns to normal, we'll have to have like a wrap party at the roller rink so you can roller skate. <laughs> with, with what? With just the two of us, it's a very sad party. Well, I can bring Kristen and the kids, and we can have like ice cream cake. And I can bring Susu. We can tie. You can bring Susu. Tiny roller skates onto her little little kitty paws. Yeah, well, like our best friend, like our best friends of the podcast are moving to Canada, so like I don't know who else we can invite. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm saying, you know, if it's if it's a rap party, it's cast and crew, and that's the two of us. Yeah. So I mean. Just get an ice cream cake from Cold Stone and 
Okay. What I'm really asking is, are are you saying that it would be wrong for the two of us to just, you know, uh, book a roller rink and, and skate around together? No, I don't think it'd be wrong. It'd just be weird. And held hands? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we can just do, well, we can just recreate our um, our Western stars together, and we can, but we'll have to actually rent out a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and and we can watch uh we can watch any movie we want um at, xanadu yeah it's the only fitting film yeah, no <laughs> or or uh what's that uh what's the one francis ford coppola um uh, roller skating one there's a francis ford coppola roller skating movie oh it's uh it's not one from the heart is it yes one from the heart with tom waits yeah well, Tom Waits did the music. Right. No, he stars in it too, right? Is he in it? I think so. I've, I've never seen it. I mean, I know I the know soundtrack. Terry Gar's in it. I know Terry Gar's in it. is fucking amazing. Yeah. But I, I think he's in it. Well, now you've... Hold on. Um, I mean, I know I he was, was thinking... Saying, he's been in but several... I was thinking... I was thinking Francis we need to Ford. do like, um, like Andre Maggi's Secret Service or something, something you normally wouldn't get to watch on a big screen. Um, yeah, it's I was just um, to okay. stay on theme. Oh, um, so um, to um, answer your question, uh, Tom Waits is in the movie. Uh, he's the trumpet player. Um, now I've got to see it. Yeah. I, this is going to take a further digression, but I think it's worth it. First of all, if you haven't listened to the soundtrack of One from the Heart, it's got some of his best songs on it. Right. It's it's right at the cusp of of um, him going into his like German Baroque period and doing the you know swordfish trombones. It's it's the bridge between um, his asylum years and his island years, mm-hmm. and it's with Crystal Gale. Originally, he had wanted to do it with Bette Midler, um, a la the duet they did, the, the great fucking duet they did on, on Foreign Affairs. Right. The, the song, never t- I, I Never Talked to Strangers. And, but, uh, but she was unavailable, and they got Crystal Gale, and it's seriously one of the best fucking things. Their voices together are, are just... It's like... Um, you know, it's, it's the prototype for Lanigan and Isabel Campbell or, um, you know, and on par, I would say with Nancy Sinatra and, uh, Lee Greenwood. Um, yes. That's who it is, right? Not Lee. No, um, um, Hazelwood, Lee Hazelwood. Lee Hazelwood. Yes. Lee Greenwood's the guy who sings, uh, I'm God. proud to be an American. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Very different. <laughs> and and the million music nerds in Sunny Slope are are, are cringing at, at the prospect. <laughs> like you, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> I knew what you meant. <laughs> yeah. Like oh oh he corrected and he's like now they're going oh he fixed it. Oh, but wait, he okay, just yeah. kind of knocked Sonny Slip Some, down. Somebody like, oh, God. Uh, got their beer back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, somebody had to go hold my beer and then said, okay, I'll take my beer back. And then they had to have somebody hold their beer again. Yeah. So that, yeah, it's that beer's gone, man. <laughs> no. Well, anyway, yeah. <laughs> let's press on before I offend oh, oh, anymore else. No, this was the point of my digression, though, oh. which was a further digression. It was, it was, um, I have been, um, watching, uh, Tom Waits's videos from the, um, uh, bone machine period. Okay. Have you watched those recently? It's been no. a long time since I've seen them. They're fucking genius. They're just fucking amazing. So the two that I've watched are he, um, uh, Jesse Dillon, who's a child of, of Bob, um, mm-hmm. did the one for going out West. And it's just kind of like weird, disturbing, uh, kind of black and white thing. Um, that's, that's fucking menacing and incredible, like the song. And then the one for uh, I Don't Want to Grow Up, which is done by Jim Jarmusch. I've seen that one, but it's been a while. It's just, yeah, I mean, the guy, I don't know. If, if you walk away from anything, if, if you walk away with anything from this podcast about a sitcom called The Good Place, it's that Tom Waits is a fucking genius. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's let's forget about heaven and hell for a second. <laughs> well, but we know f- from Tom Waits that God's away on business. Yes. Or and we know from the Devil's Advocate that God's an absentee landlord. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyhow, it's it's probably time to get back to the show. It is the most exemplary life, and you are brutally tortured forever with no recourse. The cruelty of the punishment does not match the cruelty of the life that one has lived. Now, watch this spin. <laughs> so we need to come up with a system that will result in the least amount of cruelty and suffering to those who don't deserve it. This is a problem of justice. You talk about philosophical concepts of justice is sexy. You want to get out of here? Yes. No. Keep going. (laughs) Bad Janet Boyds are the worst. Music off. Oh, right. I forgot. Make it louder. What if you start humanity over from scratch and human... Just real quick. That's Pirates of the Caribbean 12. The billboard in the background. Jack Sparrow fights (laughs) Aquaman. (laughs) And... I, Which might actually be better than uh, any of the. I, I haven't seen them, so it's unfairly ragging. But I, but I can imagine it would be better than the last several Pirates of the Caribbean movies or the Fantastic Beast movies. They do get progressively worse, um, and the Fantastic Beast movie were not good in any capacity. Uh, how and there's um, an actual dumpster fire. In, yeah. Jan- in Bad Janet's Void. Well, I wrote down... So there's a couple things I wrote down. Um, one, uh, um, my oldest uh, sings the Gummy Bear song that plays. Um, and he, he sings it... The last couple of times he sang it, it's been the whole way home. 
from school. Um, what'd you think, guy? It's a five minute ride, dude. Because uh, that's I, five minutes too long. It, yeah, well, it's five minutes too long. But if it were six, psh. <laughs> um, <laughs> that yeah, that SUV would be in a ditch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, the other thing uh, is like this does. Um, this does kind of represent the typical dorm room, uh, college dorm room of a bro. Um, and well, it's as, it's as those, you further, uh, as, as you go for, as the exposition keeps going out, you see like a, like a Scarface poster or it's not, Scarf- it's, it's, well, I mean, it's, it's a compilation. It's an album cover for, uh, for a Southern rock compilation from the nineties. Right. Well, I guess what what I'm leaning to is here is um, I, I just wanted to ask you what what dumb posters hung from your room your your uh, your dorm room. I never I wasn't in a dorm. Okay, what dumb posters hung on your wall in college? Well, okay, so <laughs> I, I went to college uh, later in life, so. I had already been married and divorced and in another relationship, another long-term relationship by the time I decided to go to college and I was working full-time and did not have dumb shit up in my home. And I would like to point out here, just to boost your confidence, lots of people go to school for seven years. They're called doctors, Jared. I went to school for four years, the regular four years. It was just later, okay? Okay, okay. 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 Yeesh. <laughs> we all know I've made some bad decisions. I'm I'm sitting here <laughs> in my one bedroom apartment in my thirties. I'm getting there with my cat, living alone with my cat, and my mass amounts of records and books and CDs. And you're talking to me on a Friday night. I'm talking to you on a Friday night, and I'm sitting here in my bathrobe. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yep. Anyway, it doesn't it doesn't change the question. You have to answer the question. Did we schedule the podcast recording for right now so that we could make me feel worse about myself? No, it isn't why we scheduled it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what what does this say about me, dude? I mean, well, I mean. You're married with children. Your life is over. So, <laughs> touche, sir. Touche. <laughs> I'm sorry that that the punishment for that was too cruel. <laughs> yeah, but, you're. I mean. You're go- I'm backed anyway. up against a wall here. I'm I'm lashing out at wherever I can. Okay, um, it doesn't change. You haven't answered the question though. Did you have posters like hanging up in your room that were? No, I didn't really have any dumb posters. I have posters hanging up now, but they would be the same posters I would have had as a, a younger person because I was a square. It was what they call a square. Yes, and pretentious. Yeah, I, I mean nothing's changed. I did use the word was. Maybe that was the incorrect form. Yeah. Yeah. Correct yeah. Word Words matter, Jared. It's not was. It still is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, okay. no. I'm going to go back to bed. Jeez. Let's <laughs> <laughs> start my 30s over again. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for... <sighs> All right, Jason, what dumb posters did you have up in college? Okay, yeah, I had a... Um, I had a poster of On the Road, of the cover of On the Road, and uh, a Blue Velvet poster. And uh, Those weren't dumb posters. No. Um, and I think, pretty sure I had Transformers the movie movie poster, too, at some point. Um, well, like the cartoon one from the 80s? Yes, because the Michael Bay... Oh, that's Bay, acceptable then. Yeah, the Michael Bay version had not come out yet. So, but yeah, that was me. So... And I worked in a movie theater, so I had like movie po- like actual movie posters hang up. I'm pretty sure I had. I think the world is not enough had come out at the time, so I had the poster for oh. that up. Uh, but yeah, that's those are the posters I had. They, I mean, I, I mean, ladies walked into my. I didn't have a door room either. I had a, you know, a printed a room. Uh, yeah, boring house, and I, let me tell you, the ladies were pretty wowed uh, <laughs> by the amount of nerdiness going on in that room. I I would just I would like to say that you know neither of us has anything to worry about. The person who has this kind of void is is going to have um, like posters of of I don't know. Ladies in wet T-shirts and um, uh, uh, I don't rest posters of wrestlers up in their rooms. So. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's that's all I had. I'm sorry I made you feel bad. There are a couple of things, and that's fine. Um, it is worth going over this a little bit, though. I think because. In addition to the dumpster fire, there is also a tire fire, and I wonder if that is a little bit of a nod to The Simpsons. Um, now, of course, I'm speaking of the Springfield tire fire that's always going, um, and there's the episode, I forget which episode it is, but people are looting in Springfield, and Lisa Simpson has the immortal line, they're stealing the tire fire. <laughs> <laughs> um but there's also the the broken horse monster thing from uh the Pictionary gone wrong. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh That's yeah. in there. Yeah, I see it. And of course they've got some beer pong going on. Of course. And multiple toilets. Yeah. Of course. Because Bad Janet poops because she wants to, not because she has to. <laughs> True. Humans <laughs> evolve over millions of years and they end up worse. What if they invent rap rock sooner and it becomes the only kind of music? Do you really want to oversee an entire world of Limp Biscuits run by Emperor Kid Rock? Not my problem. All right, here we go. I would just like to say that's kind of been the country for the last four years. Yeah, uh, it has. <laughs> Software update? No, cancel. Why is it doing it now? <laughs> mm, this computer sucks. 
I like how Bad Jan is an upgrade to Windows okay, 7. Okay, Mama. See you in the next... <laughs> yeah, it's great. Next live. Before you marvelize me, can I just make one final statement to summarize how I really feel? I think I know where this is going. Disco Janet, you're up. Out of sight. What are you guys still doing here? Just go back to Mindy's and have a lukewarm beer and wait for me to end you there. Except for you, Cookie Puss. I'll always make room for you. Wait a second. <laughs> That's it. I agree. Chidi should hook up with the judge to get us out of trouble. I've done that a bunch of times. It's called a Jacksonville plea bargain. No. <laughs> Mindy's house. Eleanor always thought there should be a, a medium place for people who led medium lives. That's the answer. We make the medium place a third option. Of course. Maybe if you score negative points on Earth, um, sorry, you blew it, enjoy having your penis flattened, <laughs> over a million or whatever, party time, and everyone else in between gets their own personal Cincinnati. It's definitely less cruel than the current system, but it's not great. Well, it might be the best we can do, given the circumstances. Let's try to sell it to the brass. <laughs> Poor Cincinnati. Well... It's just nice to have, you know, I'm sure people from Phoenix and Jacksonville are a little happy to have somebody else taking the heat for a little while. <laughs> no, I would say Cincinnati is, a. I mean, we've established that Jacksonville and uh, Arizona are tire fires. Um, at least the show has, I think. they're the The show has, yes. Yeah. Not not you and I. We we live here. Um, but uh, Cincinnati is now cursed with mediocrity. Uh, I've not been right. to Cincinnati. Uh, they tell me it's a great town. Uh, have you been to Cincinnati? I've not been to Cincinnati. I got nothing on Cincinnati other than I I don't know. Did the Bengals still play there? Uh, yes, they do. As do the Reds. It's so they had Pete Rose. Me, me and Mr. I buy my own games, and why am I not in the <laughs> Hall of Fame, Pete Rose? I, I didn't say it was a good or a bad thing. I just said they had Pete Rose. So, and, I mean, um, Boomer, Boomer Esiason. That's Chicago. No, wasn't Boomer Esiason a Bengal? Um, no, he was a Chicago Bear. I I don't know, dude. That this may be the one time in the entire history of this podcast, and maybe my life, where I'm right in sports. Okay, so yes, he did play for the Bengals before he played for the, um... Yeah, he did play for the Bengals. God, how are you right about sports? <laughs> How were you right about sports? How did this happen? He never played for the Bears. Oh, what, what was I thinking? <laughs> Mark it. This is, a, this is an historical moment. Oh, my gosh. I am just... How are you? Uh, I'm done. 
I'm done. Put the fork in. I'm done. The episode's <laughs> over. I could give two shits about the rest of this episode. <laughs> no, don't go. We have to finish. <laughs> well, stir up, man. I'm. <laughs> Hello, all. Thought since the universe was ending, you'd be less cheery. Hard not to be cheery when you're eating this delicious frozen yogurt. <laughs> I got a small amount of each flavor. It's the only way to ensure a mouthful of compromise. You are so right. <laughs> I had a note on that because it made me throw up a little bit in my mouth. No, it, it's literally like that's not that's literally the, um, what a four year old does. I should know. I have it's, a four year old. What both. Uh, the the house and senate do yeah he, he and paul Shear is literally he not only is he the guy who just picks every flavor in the frozen yogurt place he's the guy at uh um at mcdonald's who gets a little bit of every flavor uh from the coke machine and says look what i did i have <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's, no, it's, it's yeah he's a it's he's terrible. a six-year-old dumbass this sickened me. At least you know where you stand with Sean. Yeah. <laughs> but with these guys, it's just, it's terrible. It's terrible. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! Hi. Shut up. I'm confident now. Oh, sorry. We're just short on time. Look, we um, have a new idea about how humans could be placed in the afterlife. We love it. We're in. You don't even want to hear it? Nope. If you guys came up with it, it must be good. Oh, yeah. Guys, they said yes. Let's take the win. Now all we have to do is convince Sean. I'll take the lead. If I can convince Dr. Ruth not to sue Bruno Mars of a songwriting credit on Uptown Funk, I can handle this. Okay, you got to tell me that story on the way. So so just to go back to that, yes, it's, it's the you want to know even more. Yeah. Because the, the way that story continues... Dr. Ruth is responsible for Uptown Funk. Uh, actually, it's Mick Ronson, but I mean, go ahead, Dr. Ruth, take the credit. Anyone who doesn't meet the threshold for the new medium place neighborhood is yours for the taking. The bad place still has plenty of people to torture. I have to admit, this does make sense. And I like that your side is settling for a crappy deal while my side stays mostly the same. What the hell? I'm in. Really? No. <laughs> you actually believe me? Dude, in 20 minutes, all of humanity is going to be erased forever. And? The bad place will get emptied out, too. You will have no one to torture for billions of years. Everyone loses. Oh, I know. But here's the thing. I don't care if everyone loses, as long as you lose. Sean, listen to reason. Why should I? None of this would have happened if you hadn't mucked around with your neighborhood and your new ideas. New ideas are gross. They sicken me. Sean, you used to be cool, but you've changed, man. I'm going to go write an evil speech for when this is all over. It is going to be so long. I'll tell you what you're doing. You were tearing up the dance floor. No, I was looking for this stupid clicker thingy. God, those infectious disco grooves. (laughs) 
So wait, 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 wait. We have this amazing new idea and Sean is almost on board. Maybe if you talk to him, you could nudge him towards an agreement. I don't take sides. I am the judge. My only concerns are fairness and impartiality. Gonna erase the earth, erase the earth. That song is really my yeah. Is she saying erase the earth? Yeah. Oh, anyway, that was that was hysterical. I I don't know. Again, like the the topicality of this is all over the place here. Mm-hmm. Because it would be great to have a judge that was just solely <laughs> concerned about impartiality and justice. <laughs> Oh, what what magical world does she live in? <laughs> or is this? <laughs> I don't know. But we we paused on on the uh, symbol for Velvet Underground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, humanity eraser thingy. Well, later, skater. Keep on trucking. <laughs> Next! Even for a demon. Okay, so um, the irony of uh, her with the disco, uh, Maya Ruff with the disco music, that you know who her mom is, right? I feel like I should know this. No, it, it, you. I think you can get okay. You're, you're okay with this one. Uh, Gloria Gaynor? No, it's Minnie Ripperton. Mm. Uh, okay. Who did loving you um but she mm-hmm. um was kind of like she hit bit like she hit big during the disco era um right. so i i mean it's just fun to see maya rudolph get you know well I, there's that that whole scene is a big bowl of fun yeah um so and I did like the fact that Disco Jant, when she gets marbleized, it's a it's a keep on trucking. Well, oh, well, yeah, and the it, fact that it's a mirror, mirror it's a mirror marble. Ball. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes. Classy to the end. Yes. Sean is being a real nump. Guys, I know what we have to offer him to get him to change his mind. What? Something he wants. Once we figure that out, we're golden. <laughs> it's pointless. He's so focused on beating us that he's willing to burn everything down. There's nothing we can offer him. Actually, there is something he wants. Cruelty. So let's give it to him. Oh, hey, guys. Just smashing some stuff. Before we get into this, um, their sign game is on point here. Yeah, <laughs> you've got you've got Joni loves tchotchkes. <laughs> uh, ponzu scheme, which I had to look up what ponzu was. It's a citrus based sauce uh, for that's used in Japanese cuisine. Oh, that sounds worse than um. Uh, what what's that thing I hate? Uh, mochi. Yes, it sounds worse than mochi. Dude, mochi is, it's like the judge inside Disco Janet's Void of of food. 
Dude, you can tweet it's me amazing. all the inspiring and beautiful articles all you want <laughs> about the power of mochi. It's not going to change the fact that it tastes fucking gross, okay? That mochi restaurant has been in business for over a thousand years. <laughs> so? <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, mochi was around long before us, and it'll be around long after we're gone. <laughs> hey, if you like mochi, that's your thing. Go ahead, like mochi for a thousand years. That's not me. Okay. That's all I got to say about that. I now know what your torture is in the bad place. Yeah, it's going to be mochi and tomatoes. <laughs> the two things I hate most in this world. It's, it's not going to be penis flattening. Your penis will be mochi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be you. It's going to be it's going to be mochi. It's going to be whole tomatoes and it's going to be you laughing in my ear. That is going to be my bad place. <laughs> it would just be me saying, dude, this place is awesome. They've got frozen yogurt and mochi everywhere. <laughs> it's going to be like, dude, have you watched all of Tom Waits' videos from Bone Machine yet? <laughs> dude, have you tried the mochi? Ouch. That hurt. What the fuck? That's low, man. That that one, I felt the sting of that one. That, <laughs> that hurt. Jeez. Wow. What's up? Listen, Demon, we know how much you want us to lose. So we volunteer to lose permanently. If you agree to let the judge establish a real medium place, you can torture the four of us forever. Really? Yeah. This is a classic trolley problem. One of your boys sets off a stink bomb on the trolley, causing a commotion so the rest of the crew can pickpocket people as they run off the train. That's very wrong, but in a roundabout way, you kind of got where you needed to be. I'll even give you a head start on my torture. I cannot pull off the mod look. You can take me, too. I couldn't live with myself, knowing you four were down there without me. Wow, this is a toughie. On one hand, I would love to get some spiders in those buttholes. <laughs> On the other hand, there would be billions of buttholes going completely unspidered. How about this? Everyone who dies goes to the bad place, and I get to torture all of you. Sounds good to us. No, dummies, that's already how it works, except we're also tortured. Look, I put forward a proposal. Are you not even going to negotiate? He's got a point. The fair thing for us to do is just keep on giving up more and more stuff we want unilaterally until this demon's finally happy. Fork this. If we're going to lose, let's lose on our own terms. Let's come up with a completely new idea that actually makes the universe better. Amen. At least then we can hold our heads high. Hey, we need to come up with our ideal plan in about 10 minutes. Guys, it's all come to this. Everything we've been through Multiple lives you led on Earth, all the lives you led here, all the ethics training and lessons and journeys to the farthest corners of the afterlife, all happened so that we could be here together as the very best versions of ourselves to solve the ultimate problem in the nick of time. Cool speech. Now it's nine minutes. Huh. Cheaty. Can you do this? Actually, what you just said, the very best versions of ourselves gave me an idea. Huh. Turns out it was a cool speech. Not in you either. 
I just have one thing left to say. Not falling for that again. Man, she's committed. That just leaves you. Your Honor, we have an idea we'd like to present. Not interested, Stretch. How can we convince her of our plan if she won't even listen? Well, if she's not going to stay out here, you got to go in there. But that didn't really work great last time. Yeah, it wasn't amazing, but she's going to marbleize me in like two minutes, so we might as well try. Are we all going to be you again? I don't think so. Going through that once changed me and all of you. But if the judge wasn't going to listen to us out here, what makes you think she'll listen to us in there? I know one thing that might keep her attention. Humanity eliminator clicker thingy is the sign. Oh, nuts. How did I fall for that? Please, have a seat, Your Honor. I already told you I am not interested. Give me one reason why I should hear you out. Okay. Here he is. Ma'am. <laughs> you made me off. I think you should hear him out, Judge. Only seems fair. Yeah, you're probably right. Well played, <laughs> Janet. I don't mind taking in the view when the scenery is so pretty. Oh, I should call Sean for this. Oh, man. I just gotten all the puppies to climb into the cannon. All right. <laughs> Floor is yours. So the problem with the afterlife is not only that it's, that it's cruel, but that it's final. You get one. So before we get into this. Um, I do. I think it's fair to point out that uh, we did kind of touch this in the beginning. Timothy Olyphant uh, made 2019, 2020, like the kind of the year of his uh, of the cameo. Yeah. Uh, for himself, um, we did touch that he is in the first episode of season two of um, The Mandalorian. Spoiler. <laughs> uh, he is in. Um, I'm sorry, but we spoil it. I mean, you put two and two together, they're going to freaking figure it out, dude. It's We didn't say even who he is. Um, well, you know, I we do probably only have listeners of av- of above average intelligence. That's so true. I'm I mean, sure all of our listeners got it. Exactly. And um, But it's a fantastic payoff. Right. Yeah, right. Well, and then uh, he's in, uh, well, he's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, right. Right. Um, I mean, what else has been his cameo appearances uh, of the year? Um, you want to help me out? Uh, apparently not, because those are the only ones that I can you're think okay. of. <laughs> oh, okay. all the ones well, I can think of. Um, well, gee, bye. Thanks. Uh, You're welcome. I'm here for you. <laughs> I, hey, I, apparently I he's the in the season. Paper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Way to go. I mean, he did. Uh, he was in. Um, I guess he was in Fargo this year. Oh, was he? I need to watch that show. Yeah, I wouldn't I've, know. I've heard nothing but good yeah, things I about it, but I haven't seen it. Hmm. And he was in Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, this season, so. Oh, yeah. He was good in that, too. There you go. So, so I mean, 
Would you say that we're, um, I want to make sure I say this correctly. We're discussing the elephant in the room. Oh, (laughs) slow (laughs) clap, sir. You earned that. You're welcome. I can't top that. I'm going to just stir it right up. Yeah. Shot on earth, and regardless of the context of your life, you're placed somewhere, usually the bad place, forever, with no chance for redemption. My neighborhood was built to torture humans, but it made them better. We want to create a system that works that way intentionally. A system designed to give people a fighting chance. Huh. Interesting. (laughs) Why don't you walk us through it? Yeah, we're gonna, man. Just chill. Your time on Earth won't be a, a, a test that you either pass or fail, but instead a class you take. And the test will come in the afterlife. The first part stays the same. You live your life. Screw up a bunch of stuff. Like, a lot of stuff. Like, to the point where people are like, this is messed up. Even for Florida. But <laughs> you can't hear them because you fell into the swamp trying to spray paint a Taco Bell logo on a snapping turtle. Uh, we missed our case, Ron. <laughs> no, 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 we don't. We barely started. Uh, so, when you die, you, you still have uh, a points total, but in the new system, that number will serve as a sort of baseline to determine how hard or easy your test is. Sorry, I'm just trying to play catch up here. Who's designing these tests exactly? A good place architect and a bad place architect will work together to design a scenario to make you confront your moral shortcomings like Eleanor's selfishness, Jason's impulsivity, Chitty's indecisiveness, and my complete inability to carry off a mod look. That's not, I know I have other faults, but that is a big one. The test could be anything. Maybe you show up and you're told you're in the good place, but you know that it's a, a mistake. Maybe the test looks just like your regular life or a twisted version of your life. You're presented with... I need to pause here for a second because it just occurred to me. We brought the mod look joke back. It was barely mm-hmm. a joke, but we can't figure out what the hell happened with Dr. Ruth. Well, I mean, it's it's the second time that Tahani's brought something back, right? She gets she gets stuck on mentioning the Dr. Ruth story again, I, and she gets stuck on men- on mentioning the model look twice. It's it's like Chidi with the almond milk. I think I think the Dr. Ruth joke would have been the bigger, you know, finding some finality would have been the bigger payoff. But fine, it's established that she can't do a model look. Great, I mean, <laughs> it's just a blown opportunity. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Let's continue these challenges you do well or badly but at the end you're given a sort of evaluation yeah, and the architects explain what you did badly what you did well and then you get rebooted and do it again and again and again until you ace it In oh news- hang on it seems to me if y'all get rebooted your memories will be wiped out how are you ever going to learn anything if you're always having to start from scratch mm-hmm Good point, Timothy Elephant. Um, okay, great. In the new system, you will retain a vague memory of what you learned in the evaluation sessions. That information, what you did well or badly, stays with you like, like a little voice in your head, helping you become a better version of yourself. Okay, that helps. Thank you. 
So our guess is that with enough chances, <laughs> people will chair. eventually make enough good choices to qualify for the good place. And maybe some never will, but that's okay because everyone gets a fair shot. Hold the phone. What are my demons doing this whole time? I have millions of lava monsters down there who will be out of a job. I ask you, into whose throats are they supposed to pour lava? Well, bad news is no more throat lava or penis flattenings. Then what are we doing to their penises? Well, largely ignoring them. You guys are hearing this? I'm not crazy, right? No, I mean, it's a fair question. Whose side are you on, man? I don't have a dog in this fight, little lady. I'm just looking for clarity. Sean, you all still have jobs. Bad place architects help design the test. Rank and file demons, they'll play roles, just like they did in my original neighborhood. And remember how much fun you had playing the judge? I don't know, guys. You think this will work? It sort of already has. Chidi just had 800 versions of himself stuffed into his soul at the same time. I mean, he's a new man. He's way cooler now. Uh, I like the old version too, but not as much. It's not just Chidi, Your Honor. When I started in Michael's first neighborhood, I was nothing more than a palm pilot in a cool vest. But look at me now. I can hold four humans in my void and conjure Timothy Oliphant in the blink of an eye. Getting rebooted over and over made me a better, not a person than I've ever been. Humans should get the same opportunity. Um, I think Palm Pilot really <laughs> undersells who Janet is, but I, is I like the it, next. Though. But is the next progression? We went from Apple IIe to Windows Seven uh, to uh, Palm Pilots, um, and now Janet is um, an iPhone 12 Pro. Okay. I'm assuming that's a good thing. Yeah, that, um, that's a good thing. But I, yeah, I, I love the fact that that Janet's comparing herself to an obsolete technology. That's <laughs> all. what we've been dealing with the whole time. I mean, I mean, are people that are much younger than us even gonna know what a palm pilot is? Those things were gone relatively fast. Um, I mean. Probably not, um, but do you know of any 10-year-olds who watch this show? That's Personally, no. That's why I thought. No. Th- th- that's why but, I thought. So, I mean, do you think that was the best choice, though? What if they had gone with a, with a sidekick in a cool vest? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm just... Connecting the dots of this of this great joke that that has been running throughout this episode, that <laughs> we constantly yeah, just let you know why I picked up on man. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you you mm-hmm. remembered to look up the 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 philosophy paper. I caught the running joke on technology and um, Timothy and Olfen. I was right about sports. Yeah, and you were, oh god. <laughs> Next. Well? Mm, Pass. Well, guys, I really thought you had it. It has been a genuine pleasure, sweetie. Oh. She's definitely saying Earth. Yeah. And again, that Timothy Oliphant 
like dissolving effect. Pretty cool. And they still can't fucking get fire right. I know. It's just bizarre. <laughs> it's crazy. What do you think of the decor though? I like the the like mid-century modern looking crap. Oh, the um was it the would you say this is like a um early 60s decor here? Kind of, yeah. 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 Um, I dig it. Little little art deco going on. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah, yeah. I do too. I mean, I it's um I mean, it's not Ikea, uh, but, I mean, it's... <laughs> no, I dig it. I, I hit the clicker as... That's all I got to say. I, I dig it. Uh, We're way out of our element here. Yeah. Let's get back into the show before... Far away as possible, but we are seconds away. I'm so sorry, guys. Where did Sean go? Oh, don't bother. He's just toying with us. I know. That's what gives me hope. <laughs> Had to do it one last time before all this goes away for good. So what are you offering me now? Nothing. It's over. That was our last idea. Good. Soon all your precious humans will be gone. Yeah, it's too bad. Well, congrats, bud. You won. See you in a billion years. When the humans evolve again, I'll be right back at your throat, you traitor. I mean, yeah, I know. That's why I said see you in a billion years. Wait. I'm going to do the evil speech now. If you want. Since the dawn of time, good and evil have waged a furious battle. Stemming from... This feels stupid if you're not going to fight back. How do you not have another plan? You've always had another plan. What's wrong, Sean? Okay, fine. Gonna make me admit it. Fighting you is the most fun I've ever had. I mean, you know. You corkscrew your first eyeball and you're like, man, I can't believe they're paying me to do this. Hmm. (laughs) By the trillionth, it's like... Should have just been a teacher. And then you go and get the warm fuzzies about your little humans and something, something changed. I was having fun again. I'm not sure I'm ready for that to end. I know, buddy. It's hard when things end. But one way or the other, this is over. The only question is, what's next? I heard your speech at DemonCon. You know this system stinks. You wouldn't have let me try the original experiment if things were working. Let's try a new way. Together. Okay. <laughs> the bowl of marbles. Okay, finally. For the last <laughs> yeah, time, I, the judge of the afterlife. Hang on, Your Honor. Gah! Are you kidding me? <laughs> Can't a gal just end all of humanity one time without everyone getting all up on her junk? What is it, man? Sean has agreed to our proposal. Wait, seriously? In principle, yes. Still some kinks to work in. Oh. Out, sorry, old habits. <laughs> but I think we can find a way to make it work. Guys, watch this. <laughs> sorry. Jeez. Okay, well, assuming we are redesigning the entire afterlife according to this plan, what do we do first? Oh, don't look at me. I'm... I'm just the idea guy. <laughs> there we have it. That's the episode. Yep. It's a great, great episode. It is. It's really I like good. That one a lot. Yeah, and you know what? This is a really great episode of What the Fork. 
It's an episode of What the Fork. <laughs> wow, dude. Hey, you know what? It's a better episode of What the Fork. It doesn't involve 25 minutes of masturbation talk that I have to cut out. <laughs> <laughs> I've already come up with the title for you. The yeah. one where Jared's right about sports. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, there you I'll, go. I'll, I'll keep that as the title. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, but, yeah, I mean, segueing into where we sort of begin to sign off, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we mentioned at some point in the show, whether it's the beginning or the end, that uh, we could use support to yeah. keep doing what we're doing. And uh, one of the things that if you are a Patreon supporter of Hoot and Waddle at a level of $5 or more, um, you, for the month of December, for your bonus podcast, will be the discussion <laughs> about masturbation that I cut out of that episode. The outtakes. So, it's the outtakes. If uh, if that's incentive to you at all, it's patreon.com slash hootandwaddle. Yeah. And, of course, if you other ways to support us, such as uh, clicking on the link in the show notes to our Redbubble page, Getting you some uh, massive fork up chili babies. Uh, yeah, or a drop the underscore like it's hot shirt. Yep. Or a tote bag or pillow. Uh, yeah. Whatever you whatever uh whatever way you want to express your what the fork love. Yeah, however you'd like to feature our wit. Um or lack of you it. You can do it. <laughs> way to tear us down. Uh and uh, since we're doing all the plugs anyway, if you go to uh, the Hoot and Waddle website, which is hootandwaddle.com, it's H-O-O-T-N Waddle, like a penguin, dot com. Uh, it is, if and go to the shop, through December 11th, there is a 30% off sale on all Hoot and Waddle books. So. Say what? What? Yeah, I know. You could mean I can get, get dog's better? ear for thirty percent off? You you could get dog's ear by by Christopher Donowski for thirty percent off. Yeah. Wow, what other books can I get, Jared? You could get the uh, recently glowingly reviewed Premeditations by poet and uh, and sometime lyricist Clipschutz, or the. Uh, uh, if you're into fairy tales and, uh, you know, in the classic dark, grim sense of it, uh, you could pick up Once Upon Wing Lake by Andrea Scarpino. Wow. So there's there's something for everybody who likes experimental literature over at hootandwaddle.com. <laughs> wow. <laughs> support, your, support your favorite local press, independent press, and get those... Uh, it's it's we're like the Schlotskys of publishing. Funny no. name, serious books. <laughs> I was gonna go so far as to say we're we're um who and Wiles like uh the McSweeney is a Phoenix. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> See there's there's the difference. That's why you should be our pitch person, because I went sandwiches and <laughs> Uh, you compared us to another, you know, lauded press. Yeah. So, really hot right now. But, uh, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, 
Anything else you want to talk about about the episode before we um, mosey on into... I don't know where we're moseying. I don't even know why I said moseying, other than the fact that uh, it, we... I'm going to mosey on to my living room episode. and watch this Mandalorian episode. What are you going to do? I'm going to sit on my couch with my cat and eat some ice cream while I watch more Cougar Town. Yeah. In your, in your fucking robe. In my bathroom. <laughs> I just need some fuzzy slippers and I'll complete the look. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> are you are you just gonna eat the ice cream right out of the carton? Uh, Is there another way? A bowl. <laughs> I oh, you're clearly si- we live in two different worlds. That's true. I was gonna say. Oh yeah, you're single. <laughs> I didn't want to. I don't want to twist Dude, the we're knife. Lucky. I didn't want to twist the knife. My, <laughs> I'm lucky. I pour my orange juice into a cup in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, God, so pisses me off. You're right about sports. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. On that note, take it, sleazy chili babies, and mask the fork up. Way it be our gang. this has been a hoon waddle production if you enjoyed this podcast why not check out one of our other fine podcasts available from hootenwaddle.com apple podcasts spotify stitcher or any number of podcast apps if you'd like to support hoot and waddle and get access to an exclusive member only podcast receive discounts on merch and more go to patreon.com forward slash hootenwaddle.